0: And now it's time for us to get some of these headlines and simple keywords with Adam joining us via Zoom. Good morning, Adam.
1: Good morning, Lena. I'm loving the Christmas decorations in the background.
0: I know, right? I mean, it's really pretty. I I wish I could tell you how close this is to me, really. I can't move around.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is it intruding?
0: A little bit. I mean, the space is really limited on my end.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I hope it's not uh, stabbing you in the back too much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. Maybe I can correct my posture using Christmas decorations. (laughs) Ah, See,
1: there is a purpose.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Anna, for joining us. For those who don't have visuals on us because you're listening to our podcast, podcast my apologies <laughs> all right jumping into our headlines we're going to try to clarify the headlines for the weekend for our listeners uh, this is our first pick of the day reshuffle so president you may replace as many as 10 of his ministers in a cabinet reshuffle expected as early as today will it give them a competitive edge going into april's general elections next year many questions to be answered what can we expect
1: yeah, so this is kind of a, like a second round of a, a reshuffle that we saw. We reported on a, a kind of a minor one uh, last week. I don't know if minor is the right word. But, uh, a few significant, Relatively, mm-hmm. but uh, yes, yeah, so it's a larger scale this time. Now, the reshuffle aims to stabilize the administration, which has, of course, faced challenges such as the failure to win the Expo bid, as well as the sudden resignation of the Korea Communications Commission's chief, mm-hmm. Yidong guan. Now, those likely to be affected include... Uh, the ministers of finance SMEs agriculture and labor the union is reportedly considering making nominations from among public officials academics and experts now ex senior presidential secretary for economic affairs Chesang Walk, is a top contender to take over from finance minister uh Chuyong-ho. so that's one public official that's in the li- uh in the line to possibly uh, take over now industry minister pang mun gu may also be replaced, given reports that he's being encouraged to run for a seat uh, in Suwon, which is actually his hometown. Now, Park Sang-woo, uh, former chief of LH Corporation, the state-run uh, housing um, uh, corporation, is under consideration to replace the land minister, Won yi yong uh, for the successor to Oceans Minister Cho Sung-hwan, Korea University law professor, Kim Min-hyun. Uh, is reportedly being considered. Uh, Song mid a researcher at the Korea Rural Economic Institute, and Utehi, a former vice minister, are expected to replace the agriculture minister Chong gun and the trade minister Pang gyu respectively. Eyes are also on the fate of foreign minister Pak Jin to see. Um, if he faces the chopping board after Busan's failed bid to uh, host the 2030 World Expo, uh, the presidential office is also reportedly reviewing possible replacements for uh, Justice Minister Han hoon as he is widely believed uh, to be preparing to run for parliament as well. Mm-hmm. So this usually happens when there is a general election, because a lot of sitting government members and cabinet members often do run for uh, parliament or um a uh, seat uh, in the general elections, but there are also other reasons such as try, uh, basically taking responsibility. This is a failed uh- policy achievements, for example, mm, mm. Uh, and um, if they're just not doing a uh, well of a good enough job. Uh, so, mm. But it seems like the majority is because like, a lot of these ministers and government officials are going to be running for office.
0: I mean, this is a pretty natural course of action, right? As President Yoon um, looks to start his third year in his office, right? I mean, the reshuffle is expected, but you're right. A lot of moving parts, yeah. different reasons. You have to look at each individual differently. Only we have the time so a nice summary on to do it all right let's move on to our second keyword of the day
1: workplace safety
0: so the ruling people power party has announced an additional two-year grace period for small companies as the workplace safety law expands to include those with less than 50 employees so a longer time to make the adjustments uh seeing that maybe these smaller companies are not ready to take on that load
1: yeah, that's exactly part of the reason of why uh, that this uh, grace period has been uh, or is going to be extended. Now, currently, business owners uh, or CEOs of companies with 50 or more employees, they face imprisonment of up to a year. All fines were deadly uh, on-duty disasters due to poor workplace uh, safety. Uh, the original grace period uh, until January 27th of next year for companies with 5 to 50 employees will be extended by an additional two years for about 800,000 smaller companies nationwide. Now, this is considering, as you mentioned, partly because of the lack of preparation to implement those rules, as well as the chronic labor shortage uh, that we've been seeing here in the country. Now, the government plans to announce measures Uh, In the meantime, to support companies with fewer than 50 employees within this month. Uh, Plans are also underway to actively expand the support budget for SMEs as well. A pan-governmental task force, meanwhile, will be established uh, to address administrative network disruptions following recent incidents uh, affecting public services. There's been a lot of Mm. um, criticism following uh, a server a failure of the uh, government websites where a lot of people uh, go to to get some civil documents. Uh, the task force aims basically to prevent network issues, uh, utilize private cloud services, uh, establish a control tower, as well as conduct inspections of aged network equipment to mm. enhance the management of Public digital infrastructure,
0: mm. network equipment management. It sounds so basic, but sometimes, I mean, mm. that's where we cut corners. And when yeah. there is a major disruption in server, like you said, we <laughs> should go back and see if they're all working properly. Yeah, precisely. All right, it's been a little a week, a little over a week. Excuse me. After North Korea claimed to put its own spy satellite into orbit, South Korea launched its own. This is our third keyword of the day. Satellite. So South Korea has successfully launched its first military spy satellite using a SpaceX rocket. I mean, that's significant. I mean, how much trust there is between South Korea and the U.S. when it comes to space cooperation. We're collaborating with a private company. Uh, this heats up certainly the space race with, of course, our neighbor, North Korea. What's the latest?
1: It also makes the question of how much South Korea is trusting of Elon Musk. At the moment. Uh, <laughs> that's a different that, question, but, a it is, <laughs> <laughs> but it is uh, one of the very few uh, private kind of space companies out there. So, um, yeah, so this comes just a week, as you mentioned, after Pyongyang's launch of its own satellite, which is... Uh, It touted as being a success and very capable, although there has been some uh, doubts uh, surrounding those claims. Now, Sol satellite was launched from the Vandenberg U.S. Space Force base in California at 10.19 a.m. local time on Friday. Yannup News reported that the satellite uh, successfully reached orbit soon after. Uh, It also made its first communication with a ground station as well. Now, set to orbit between 400 and 600 kilometers above Earth, A Seoul satellite is capable of detecting an object as small as 30 centimetres. Now, the South Korean satellite is expected to be far more capable than the North Korean satellite, with a resolution capacity about 100 times better than what North Korea has, according to reports. Now, it orbits at a speed of 8 kilometres per second, so it cycles the Korean peninsula um, apparently 14 to 15 times a day, capturing images day and night with optical and infrared sensors. Uh, South plans to actually launch four additional spy, uh, spy satellites by the end of 2025. So not that long um, mm. into the future to bolster its reconnaissance capacity over uh, the North. Now, once operational, the five satellites will conduct high resolution surveillance on the North's key military facilities at two hour intervals. Mm. Um, This will significantly enhance South Korea's uh, so-called kill-chain system, this platform designed to preemptively counter North Korean threats by basically detecting signs of an imminent attack. Um, Now, the North is also, of course, touting its capabilities, saying it sent back detailed images of South Korean cities and American military bases. But, of course, Pyongyang hasn't uh, disclosed any of those images or photos yet. So critics are basically saying the regime could be, again, exaggerating Mm. Um, its capabilities uh, and uh, we'll have to see uh, how the space race heats up between the uh, the two Koreas. But mm. at the moment, it seems like South Korea does have an edge.
0: I, I mean, there might be a big gap between the two countries' technologies. I mean, that's just us taking, um, well, an observation based on a lot of information we already have. If you have right. clear pictures, show us. All right, let's yeah. move on to our fourth <laughs> keyword of the day.
1: Negative growth.
0: So The Bank of Korea is warning that if Korea fails to raise a current birth rate, the country's growth rate may fall into negative territory by 2050. Now, that's not too far off from where we are. I mean, we're maybe a month away from 2024. So Mm -hmm. in 25 years, uh, this country might be facing a really big crisis.
1: Yeah, so it's basically about a quarter of a century, which may sound like it's in the distant future. But if you think about it, it's... uh, it's it doesn't really feel that much of a time uh, to go by uh, before we actually reach the year 2050. Right. Uh, and now, the BOK said in a report that the main reasons for the nation's uh, chronic low birth rate stems basically from the young generations growing uncertainties uh, over employment as well as housing and child care. Uh, now, Korea's total fertility rate, so the average number of expected births per women aged 50 to 49, is 0.81. Uh, that's as of the first quarter of this year. That is the lowest uh, figure among OECD member countries. Uh, the rate of decline is also the fastest out of 217 countries and regions uh, around the world. These are basically kind of figures and numbers uh, mm. and warnings that we've been reporting on for Uh, quite some time now and there's often comparisons made between uh, OECD nations and Korea certainly does fall uh, at the bottom of that list when it comes to this kind of demographic uh, figures. Now, if the current trend continues, the Bank of Korea says uh, Korea is expected to become a super-A society with the proportion of people aged 65 or older, reaching 20.3% of the population by 2025. By the year 2046, it is projected to become the country with the highest proportion of the elderly among OECD member countries. Now, the report says that without any policy interventions, uh, there is a 90% chance that the total population could fall below 40 million by the year 2070. Also, the number of elementary school freshmen nationwide is expected to drop below the 400,000 mark next year for the first time. The number actually barely managed to surpass Uh, that marked this year. Um, Now, it identifies structural policies as the most Mm -hmm. crucial measures to address the low birth rate. These so-called structural policies include measures on the labour market, stabilising housing prices, household debts and easing concentration in the metropolitan area, as well as alleviating competition um, in the education system as well. So these are basically all kind of fundamental And sometimes cultural issues as well that need to be kind of addressed that uh, is basically um, attributing to these kind of demographic uh, uncertainties at the moment. Now, the quality of youth uh, employment is also worsening as well with an increasing prevalence of uh, non-regular jobs. And uh, they actually conducted a survey um, where a lot of young people who are in full-time regular jobs uh, significantly... Um, outnumbered uh, uh, those with non-regular jobs in terms of their willingness to get married. So basically, Ah. some financial stability uh, also plays a part here as well. So if you're financially stable and have a stable job, then, of course, uh, more people are willing or uh, open to the idea of marriage. Mm. Non-regular job holders, not so much. Now, the report highlighted that Korea's birth rate can improve considerably, Uh, if the country's various economic and social factors were to improve, actually, to the average level of OECD countries. So not uh, a significant margin, but just reaching that average of the OECD um, will have significant improvements in terms of uh, that uh, chronic low birth rate and uh, fertility rate and uh, ageing population as well. But, uh, of Mm -hmm. course, um, it's easier said than done, um, but we'll have to see what kind of policies... uh, the government
0: comes up with. I mean, social issues that you mentioned are fundamentally difficult to solve. If we had a quick fix, we would even have the subsequent conversation. But I mean, considering that when it comes to the pace of birth rate decline between the year of 1960 and 2021, we're the fastest. We're good at fast. So maybe we can do it in yeah. the inverse. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> All
0: right, let's move on to our final keyword of the day. IRA alert. So Korean battery makers are on alert as a U.S.-issued guidance that it will limit Chinese content in batteries eligible for EV tax credits starting next year. What's the latest, Adam?
1: Yeah, so this basically means that the U.S. government has decided to exclude practically all companies located in China, whether they are Chinese or foreign-owned, from uh, electric vehicle subsidies in the U.S. Furthermore, if a Chinese company establishes even a joint venture, Uh, With a foreign company outside of China, including in the US or a third country, it will not be eligible for subsidies if the Chinese government holds a stake of 25 percent or more uh, in the joint venture. Now, the same 25 percent threshold has been set for the final regulations for the CHIPS Act as well uh, in September. So as a result, this is expected to be a considerable burden for the global battery industry, including South Korea which currently relies heavily on the Chinese battery supply chain. Uh, Recently, Chinese companies have been investing in foreign battery industries, including South Korea, to bypass certain IRA requirements. Now, if joint ventures with South Korean companies adhere to the so-called 25% uh, ownership rule, they may be eligible for subsidies. And that's what the uh, Korean government is wanting clarification on. So the uh, government here... Uh, has discussed the possible implications of the new ira guidance it said it is planning to ask the us authorities whether korean companies will be eligible for ev subsidies if joint ventures cross the 25 percent ownership threshold with foreign entities that are not fboc listed so these foreign entities of concern they're not just china but uh, north korea iran and basically any foreign adversary of the us now the trade ministry said it will review Uh, The current supply chain for key minerals and actively supports efforts by companies to diversify um, supply lines as well. So they kind of reduce their kind of high dependence on Chinese companies and uh, manage to get some EV credits uh, or uh, tax credits in the US as well. And even not rely too heavily on that uh, also, but Mm. uh, kind of some independence from both sides. Uh, as well but we'll have to see what they come up with
0: thank you very much Anna, for today's coverage have a safe day and we'll see you tomorrow
1: you're very welcome we'll see you
0: tomorrow if you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live monday through friday 7 a.m korea standard time so tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input see you bright and early on good morning Seoul.